Hello, welcome to another edition of the Valor ISFL short versions of the ValorCast. So, with this episode being mainly focused on the off-season task for Season 41, today I'm going to review about the run of the champion, specifically... The Cape Town Crash, which is my team. <laughs> Been interesting to hear my voice after finally getting that ultimate that has long avoided me. So, we're going to be discussing about the recent developments of Cape Town over the last few seasons. And we'll go from there. We'll have to go through the older indexes. So specifically, we'll go to this season. Take a look at the whole. So first, we'll take a look at individual stats for the team. Particularly, you had a nice... Let's take a look. You particularly had one of the best rushing attacks out there. Obviously, with Herbridger Margin, the reigning league MVP. Alongside that cast, you also have, have Craig Jarrett the fourth. Jarrett had a stellar rookie season that led him to the playoffs. And so, then, of course, you had Sean Payne as a, as a nice offensive human alignment. Along the core, you also had uh, Prince, Kemp, and a rookie, Cairo Knight, on this team. The running attack, remember what I said when I said it was just JHM? They also have a young backup to him. Was taking the S40 draft, Nakiri Ayame. With that added to the core, have created much needed depth for JMH. That defense was also big with Deco, Belmont, Singh being the key part of the team's secondary. Marciano led the team in sacks this season. A lot of rookies, specifically with Steele, Lawrence, and Brand. That's the dangerous thing about this. The team was young and hungry. Jarrett himself had a career year in year two. Although he tempted a lot less pass. Heck, even though he had a bit of a slump, he did for less picks and for one last pick and four more touchdowns. So he was a bit more efficient. Although his yards per game had touched at first overall stats went down, he got sacked less and was throwing a lot more deeper throws. So really, even though he had less yards, he had a much more efficient season. Including with a huge jump in the passer rating section. 
Although, however, he was fumble prone. As for Herbert Murdoch, he had another great season, including his fourth consecutive one season with going over a thousand yards rushing. And this probably was his most efficient season. 5.2 yards per carry, which was up from 4.4 the year prior. Although he did see a decrease in rushing touchdowns from 22 to 14. He did back that up for a combined 2,000 yards of offense and 18 touchdowns. Also, he didn't fumble a single ball this season. Making him one of the best. Including it, and he almost averaged 115 yards per game, the second year of 100 plus yards, making him one of the most dangerous options in the backfield in the league. So, how did Cape Town made it all the way? Well, we got to take a look at their home season path. Coming off last season's exit to the first round exit, hopes were high for the crash. They were they were projected to be middle of the pack, with Yellowknife projected to be the still to be the top team in the league conference. With both people predicting Chicago or Sarasota to be the other two teams in. The season started off well. Three straight wins against conference oppo- opponents. Getting crucial one score wins against Sarasota, Yellowknife, and Baltimore on the road. But then, they hit a bit of a rough stretch. A shocking loss at the road to Chicago, thanks to a botched overtime fumble by a young... And because of a poor offensive showing against Orange County in Week 5. They rebounded, though. From Week 6 to 12, they would win one see. They would win eight straight games. No, the team would win seven straight and look to be dominant as their defense suffocated some of the offenses, shutting down teams such as Colorado, Berlin, and New York. Their offense was explosive too, getting above 30 points four times during that seven-game win streak. Their only close win was against Yellowknife. Their closest win was obviously against a row one against Yellowknife, which turned out to be very crucial down the stretch. Although they would once again shockingly lose to Chicago because of once again not using the run game as much as they were pretty much exposed that the passing game was probably middle of the pack. But don't worry. They would win out the season, shutting down Berlin once again, eking out winning a shootout against Sarasota, and then an overtime win against Colorado in Week 17, and the top record. As for stat-wise, Cape Town's offense was the best point scorer in the league, averaging 28.4 points per game, which is the best in the... Your thing. Their yards, second in the conference, but third best in the league. Their rush attack, 100, which is... Only another team in the conference has more, but their main concern was their passing offense. It was one of the worst. Their defense looked solid, although middle of the pack in your 
They were not very good yards wise. They often gave up because of how young. They allowed the second fewest points in the entire league defensively. Only Yellowknife had allowed less. But their main concern was their pass off defense. The, by far the league's worst second. How is that going to affect them come to playoffs? We come to a point. Obviously, Cape Town had a bye. But let's assume they didn't. They come in. I'm just going to play around and say that they it was that old system. They were going against a very hard opponent. A home game against Chicago. Chicago had beat them the year prior. This game was at home. It started off good. But it turned out to be a massive suffocation. Thanks to free fumbles. The crash defense shut down any offensive gains. From and shut down rookie quarterback Peyton Penguin. As a result, the Cape Town crash had finally won a playoff series in Cape Town. Their first ever win since moving to Philadelphia. And a 20... But now came a tough task. They were going against Sarasota, one of the most dangerous offenses in the league. They needed to have the luck at their side. And boy, did the offense came alive for Cape Town tonight. Cape Town's offense and run game came to life. It was simple. They could not stop the run. JMH had 116 yards, three touchdowns, along with 50 yards from Miami and a touchdown of her own. And 114 yards receiving from Prince. As for the defense, the defense pretty much shut down the entire thing. A forced fumble. Let me take a look at this total real quick. Nine deflected passes, and Deco picking off them, holding down quarterback Willie Mil Miller was only held to a fifty not point four passer rating. Despite throwing for two hundred yards and a touchdown, he was picked once, and which turned out to be the dagger. Cape Town was going to the ultimate for the first time in since S sixteen. The longest active Ultimus appearance drought was set, was closed. This was crazy that Cape Town was going all the way to the title game. But there was one opponent standing in the way. Were they expecting Honolulu? No. They were up center road by a team that has been pretty much holding the Ultimus belt hostage. For the last couple of seasons. It was Arizona. Mainly because of the main top core. And nobody was near them. To, like, including that the fact that they've won four of the last five. They were going to go for four of the last five. But they've won three of the last four. Even Yellow. This, the only war loss was, the, was two seasons ago to Yellow Knight's stout defense. This time, 
Arizona was out for blood. And it wasn't going to be an easy way out. And they knew this game was not going to be easy. It was going to come down to whoever got. They had to avoid getting penal. And this game got ugly quickly. It was one of the rare games that the run game didn't get going. League at Poss second two-time league MVP. Hamburger margin was shut down. Held only 20. But the pass game, on the other hand, was the one thing that Cape Town could use to their advantage. And oh boy, they did. Early in the game, a pass to the surprise standout rookie, Nakiri Ayama, gave him the lead. A field, however, for the first time in a while, they were in danger of falling behind. As a deep pass, had the problem was the secondary was a prop, and it proved to bite them. For the first time all season, they were found to be losing. But that didn't last long. Just before halftime, K-Town strike with a deep ball of their own. As American Boot gave him the lead. Coming late, it was a 17-12 game. Made a break, but a possible dagger came late with just over two minutes to go. Cape Town secondary faltered once again, and Arizona had the lead with 2.20. However, what came back to bite him was a missed extra point during the touch, during the Stags' touchdown and a failed two-point conversion. That was three points potentially left on the board. And just with time left, with 17 seconds to go, K-Town managed to march down the field and kick a possible go-ahead field goal. The kick was good, and K-Town was up by one. One last chance for Arizona. They had to rely on the secondary. The season was on the line. I'm making a fake call here. Arizona called a timeout. 17 seconds. They get a first nine. On the Arizona 34 with nine seconds left. This play was going to either make or pull Cape Town season. And it looked like disaster was going to strike. A deep ball was caught by Sinkwater. But what Arizona didn't do was manage the clock. And what he was tackled at the 17-yard Cape Town, that was for sure a safe kicking distance. But he had missed an extra point early in the season. They, Arizona never got that chance. The clock expired. They were unable to get a timeout out. And the clock ran out.
the unthinkable had happened. Arizona's reign of terror has come to an end. Some people view this game as a sign of things to come in the ISFL. The crash had done the unthinkable and dethroned Arizona. And for the first time since season six, all the way back in 2018, the Cape Town Crash slash Philadelphia Liberty franchise had their second championship. Correction, this was the S7 Liberty. They hadn't won a championship in 30 in 35 seasons. The drought was over. The curse was lifted. A new era was about to begin in the ISFL. As for that game, this turned out to be a big one. Reviewing the stats, the big problem was during that game, Arizona's defense was able to contain a good chunk of the, Their offense couldn't get going early. And two interceptions by Jareff, who was so reliable. However, despite a 100, a very efficient game from Wendell Saylor, which this turned out to be his final game, he was sacked three times. Both quarterbacks were comp- were sacked three times each. As for the defenses, a forced fumble recovery by Eric Belmont turned out to keep Cape Town in the game. They got a crucial stop. But what came to bit Cape Town, what came to bit I mean, Arizona was a missed extra point early in the game. And despite Arizona being able to contain them down to down to seven pass deflections. With six a pick. The dagger was in. Cape Town, a team first seen as an afterthought, a laughingstock, a curse in the league, a team that nobody wanted to go to, had finally broken the curse. A championship banner in Cape Town and the dream of a world champion had finally became a reality. Negs and others have finally been waiting years. The miracle had happened. Cape Town stayed on top and will look to defend the title in season 42. And that'll be it for this podcast. I apologize for the tone of my voice. 
I'm not kind of feeling very good while I was recording it. So yeah, thank you for listening.